Dear Dr. Sharice, my opportunity to take a lot of the questions that you all try to slip in my DMs and do something constructive. Dear Dr. Sharice, are y'all ready for this? For this? The goal is for us to have honest, courageous conversations, pretty much with no topic off the table. Table. Let's go. Let's talk about protecting your mental health through the holidays. The first thing that I want us all to acknowledge is that the holidays can be complicated. They can be a situation shift in a lot of ways. We don't all celebrate the same way. And I believe it can be important for us to keep in mind that our expectations, our beliefs, our love of the holidays may be very different than what somebody else experiences this time of year. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to stifle your joy or your excitement, but it's this beautiful awareness that allows us to kind of open our eyes and widen the lens and to be considerate of how our small thinking or believing that everyone's experience is just like ours is a way of sometimes causing harm for other people. This is about you. This is about your family, your traditions, your individual needs during this time. So as I go through and talk and support you in whatever this season means for you, take what you need and leave what you don't. One of the things that is crucial And it'll sound simple, but it is more difficult than most people like to admit is that the first way that you can support yourself during the holidays is to acknowledge your particular feelings. Because we can get caught up in the season and all of the expectations and the commercialism of different dynamics, we can sometimes minimize and dismiss that You might not feel the same way you used to about this time of year, or you're questioning some of the beliefs and the traditions that you once loved dearly during this time. What happens when you don't acknowledge your feelings? Well, number one, we stuff them and we often eat them. Let's just be real. When we're not acknowledging our feelings, We stuff them inside, we attempt to repress them, and as a result of doing so, we're looking for something to numb us, and that usually coincides often too well with all of the various holiday flavors of the season. I am not saying that there's anything wrong with enjoying those moments, but I want you to recognize when are you constantly taking something in, you're eating more, you're drinking more, you're smoking more, you're shopping more, you're looking at more movies, where is more being exhibited because you're not acknowledging how you feel about a situation. The other dynamic of not acknowledging our feelings is as a result of that minimization of our feelings, we lose contact or connection with what's really important to us. And when that happens, it changes the quality of the time. Everyone doesn't have off loads of time this time of year. 
So if you're in a situation where you know your time is limited, part of acknowledging your feelings might look like if this is the amount of time that I have or we have as a family, what would make it special? What would make it meaningful? And acknowledge your feelings first and then make decisions from that point. And that goes along with what we were talking about in some of the earlier episodes around centering yourself and making sure that you put boundaries in place, which I'm going to talk about as another way of supporting yourself. But one of those first key boundaries means that before you take in what everyone else wants to do and everyone else's expectations, and this is what we've always done, you acknowledge, how am I feeling this year? And what do I need? based on what this year has been like. Because for some of you, it has been a year. You have experienced significant loss, significant change, significant challenges, or all of the above on a personal level, on a professional level, on a financial level. So there's no need to get to this time of year and pretend if you're not really feeling it. It's okay to take a pause and say, you know what, I need this year to be slower and more intimate and here are the people that I really need to be close to based on everything that I've been through this year. Give yourself that space. That comes to point two. Show yourself compassion. Be compassionate towards your needs, towards how you're feeling towards the demand, towards the pace, toward all the dynamics that are in place for you. Because if we can be compassionate with ourselves, we can also be compassionate towards others. Now, let me give this caveat because this podcast is not necessarily centered towards females, but sometimes people who identify as male or just certain kinds of people as a whole have a rejection to the concept of compassion because you view compassion as weakness. But let me center it to you this way. The whole concept of compassion means that you are moving through and you are making decisions that honor your story. How does that one feel? It's not about being soft. It's not about being weak. It's not about somebody talking to you in a nice, soft voice. It is about going, I am being compassionate to myself and my story because no one else but me knows what it has taken to get up to this point in my life and in my time of year. And when compassion is one of the foundations of supporting ourselves mentally through the season, then we're going to be more likely to acknowledge our feelings and to act in ways that are going to be helpful and safe for everyone involved in our lives. The third thing I want you to be mindful of, be mindful of information overload. That's point three when it comes to supporting your mental health through the holidays. Part of what can kind of stir you up and send you into overcompensating and keep you too busy, keep you in the rush instead of resisting the rhythm of the rush is that you have all of these various messages coming in about 
what's happening in the area and what's the latest thing to be done. And, oh, we need to do this. And this person did this last year. And someone else just told me about this. So you have all of that going on. And then you kind of step back and go, so I did make it through the holidays and got to the end of the year, but now I'm exhausted. And that's not what this season is actually intended to be. And especially if we take a look at nature and how nature teaches us and guides us that this is a time to pull back and to slow down and to widen our connection and our belonging, but not at a million miles per hour. Four, establish boundaries with friends and loved ones. This can be the hardest because you want to please everybody. Everyone knows that you might have a little bit more time off. So they're asking, you want to do this? You want to do that? You want to do this? Really pay attention. If you don't use a paper calendar or something that is visual and tangible in terms of in front of you for your appointments, I want to encourage you that one of the most overlooked ways to support your mental health during the holidays is to put things on paper so that you can see them. It would be my encouragement to have both a weekly view and a monthly view, even if it is just for this November and December. I am a full proponent of doing it all the time. One, we remember more of what we write down, so it helps increase our memory and keeps our brain health going strong when we're doing kind of a double dose of writing an appointment down, seeing that date and engraving it in our memory. And it reduces our stress because we're not constantly having to look at something digital to take in that information or getting all the overload from the notifications. So physical ways of managing your to-do list of your calendar of your events is important for brain health because you know I'm always going to get a little bit of that in. So that's another one. We'll just make that like a four-point A. But when it comes to establishing the boundaries with friends and loved ones, when you can see what your week looks like and what your month looks like, that's going to help you. Because you can look at your calendar and go, whoa, I did not realize that on top of my work schedule, on top of my personal schedule, for movement or for caring for myself that I also booked up five out of the seven evenings with something to do because I didn't have boundaries around my time and energy, which then made it difficult for me to communicate to other people, hey, I would love to connect, but let's do it in a few weeks. If you're there already because there likely is someone there, please don't be afraid to communicate that to the people in your life. Healthy friends and family will always be okay with the adjustments that you need to make. Work on and practice being honest with them and say, I overloaded my schedule. Now I'm giving you language on how you can communicate. And when I'm with you, I want to be present. I want to be at a full tank and I don't want to be rushed. Can we make an adjustment? most people are going to be like, oh my goodness, yes, because you're not just telling me, oh, I'm going to make a change, although you can because no is a complete sentence, but it is helpful when you're getting comfortable to let people know, I want to enjoy our time together and there's so much on my plate, my bad, that if I follow through, 
it's, it's not going to be enjoyable. And I, I want more for our time. The next thing, take breaks. Even in the midst of a, a day, you know, taking breaks is something that I want you to do throughout the week and something that I hope that you have carved in multiple times taking many breaks. I was recently at an event, had a phenomenal time, but I am an introvert at heart. So I love people and I'm passionate about them. And then I need a break. So I went through the schedule and I literally looked at where all of the things that are truly negotiable, or if this event lasts for 90 minutes, I could be there 60 and then excuse myself and then pull back for 30 minutes and then tack on another 15 minute break to transition. And I've got some great time to keep myself energized. So let's say you are heading into a dynamic where you're going to be with family and it's just a whirlwind. It just is. You have multiple family members to see and it's a lot. Well, position yourself so that you can take a break. You can decide what that break looks like. It might be, oh, I forgot something. I need to run to the store and take the long route. It might be, we're going to stay in an Airbnb, even though family is going to be in their feelings, because that allows you to say, we need to pull back and slow everybody down and take a break. And I feel like that's extremely important if you also have children, because they get so overstimulated by all the sights and the sounds and the people that that can be helpful. The last thing that I want to give you as a tool on how to support your mental health is establish and maintain routines. Now, let me take a sip first. Why do I say establish? I say establish because for some of you, you may have so much time off over the holidays that you actually need to establish a holiday routine. Others, you may simply need to consider how do you maintain the routine that you have no matter where you are. So that gives you some variations around what that looks like. Establishing a routine may be you're a teacher and you get a couple of weeks off and you don't want to wake up as early as you normally would. So there's no need to do a 5 a.m. workout. But don't not work out at all because that movement is going to give you endorphins and give you energy and help you continue to process your food and digest it in powerful ways. And that's important time. But your holiday routine may look like your workout is at eight because you have an opportunity to sleep in and have some coffee first, and then you wanna move your body. So instead of abandoning your routine, think about, how do you establish it? And then you can do the same thing when you know, okay, now we're going to be with family for a week. What does routine look like there? What parts of my routine do I want to maintain, but move into this environment? So maybe that doesn't mean I'm going to get up and go to the gym every day. But part of what we're going to do as a family is we're going to go for a walk after meals which can be a powerful time of continuing that conversation and then helping younger and sometimes older individuals just be able to connect those two things together as a way of supporting the body. So just wanted to give you a few ideas of what that looks like. Don't try to create a very strict routine and always have a backup plan because inevitably, if you're doing something that involves other people, you're going to need to know how to pivot and how to shift gears. 
these are some tangible pieces. Don't sleep on them. Don't go into this time without a plan. Even if that's just you've given some thought around what you need, what it means to be compassionate to yourselves, who are the people that you need to have boundaries around, what are the traditions that are in place that you're like, I'm so done with that. And today or this year is the year that you decide, can we create something new? I'm going to add that one in. Protect your mental health by giving yourself permission to say, I am not who I used to be and I no longer want to maybe just eat and take a nap all day. I want to do something active. I want to be engaged with individuals who want to play games and do things that are different to kind of elevate your experience and create that for yourself. I'll say it every time because it's so important to me and it's the only way that you're truly going to see change. That knowledge is not power without application. Take these pieces, go ahead now, sit down, map things out, and always hold an undertone of gratitude because every moment of life that we get is truly a gift. Check out the show notes. Continue to stay connected. If you're looking at this on Spotify, please take a moment and answer the poll question or leave comments on Spotify or on YouTube. For those of you that were engaging together on Cadre every Wednesday at 7 a.m. EST, I love it. If you haven't been on there, join me. Use invite code Dr. Reese, D-R-R-E-S-I, and come join the fun. There are so many ways for us to stay connected. Why? Why stay connected, Dr. Sharif? Because you always want to have a little someone in your corner that you don't have to see every day, but that you know that when we're together, that you are what's on my heart and I have your best interests in mind. These are tools and they're resources. They're here when you need them or not. As you move through the season, be grateful. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for health, even if your health is on the mend, even if things are hard right now. Always remember that every storm is temporary. I'll see you soon.